one thing that I found out when I entered the industry is that for it to be the hospitality industry is really not that hospitable. That was Jason Bass, Director of Culture and Impact at Revival, a hotel in Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to Hospitality Daily. I'm your host, Josiah McKenzie. Jason has written and talks a lot about impact hospitality. And in today's episode, I asked him what was the origin of this concept and for him to talk a little bit more about how he thinks about it. A little later in the episode, Revival's general manager, Dante Johnson, also joins the conversation and you'll hear from him. But here's Jason first with a bit more about the concept of impact hospitality. So originally the impact side of it was going to be driven by our values and our purpose as a company, right? If we are going to say we're supporting a community, well, how do we do that? How do we bring that into action? That can look like partnerships with nonprofits in the area and creating space for them and amplifying their work and fundraising for them. It can also look like adopting an elementary middle school and bringing in a partner to figure out how to do things that they need to get done that they can't get accomplished through traditional means for them. Also, from an impact perspective, like internally, why can't we offer volunteer time off along with very VTOs, very similar to PTO? And in this case, our model gives four hours a week of approved time towards a cause that we all support. Right? It could be taking care of rescued animals. It could be working with uh, kids in some capacity over here. It could be cleaning up an area of the city or, or county, whatever it is that those volunteer efforts really kind of created conversations that weren't being had before. And that's also where that impact is driven, right? So it's more than just looking at it from the kind of activities that you would normally see for an organization that's not looking for profits, right? And it's also in a space where it's impactful in the overall way that we we sought to move forward. What do you think hotels have as a unique thing they bring to the table in terms of, of impact? Is there something about having a hotel business that kind of gives you a unique platform or some kind of ability to show up in the community? Yeah, it just hit me like a year or two ago. And like, I've worked with like urban developers at different capacities over the last eight years or 10 years, right? And I've been close to them and I've gotten a chance to learn how they approach developing smaller properties all the way to entire 300 acre urban spaces, right? And I, I started to look at what's unique about a hotel is that it's a microchasm of a, an entire community, right? Like there's, there's all of these different people that play these roles, you know, it's like a little town that's it in is. a building, right? So why wouldn't we consider that being like, if we flattened it, it would be a neighborhood, right? <laughs> so I started to think of things like, oh, this is my tiny little neighborhood and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things that I would do if I was living here or if I wanted to live here or if I was built, if I was creating a community for people to live, you know, because that's what's happening, right? But I don't think it's been, I don't think it's been seen or talked about from that perspective. And it's given me a really special view on not only how I can potentially impact what's in a building, but also how I could look at the actual community that's here or in other areas uh, and figure out ways to bring it all together and create a positive change. And you know, it's funny, the very first piece that, that I was a part of ended by describing being the GM of a hotel as like being the mayor of a very small town. So it's, it's interesting that you use that example, but I think it's true. 
I think there's so many opportunities to create intersection uh, from town. I mean, and there's all these just where, um, like, you know, it's, it's been sort of widely discussed what I've written about young people in Baltimore and how I feel like the community needs to show up for them differently. And we've had, we, we still have, like, now, baby, I'll just walk in here right now. Um, if uh, young people working in the hotel who were a part of a collaboration with the mayor's office, to create pathways for youth in the city, but the same young person who can help you with your bags or walk you to your room or give you restaurant recommendations if they're standing in the lobby of the hotel, if they're standing four blocks up the street, there is no opportunity for comfortable, stress-free interaction and engagement. And so I think we have an opportunity to create intersection in a way that, that you just don't have in every other space. So because we have a bar where people can sit down and have a drink and find common ground with a person from halfway across the world or a lobby where there's a DJ setting up right now where people can interact and engage. There's all these different touch points where we can either discourage or kill intersection or stimulate and facilitate intersection. And our belief is that creating that engagement will occasionally result in a little friction, but I think that's where the rough edges get smoothed out and where people start to understand each other a little bit. If we never put that kid behind the front desk who sounds like West Baltimore, then how the hell is anybody going to ever know what West Baltimore sounds like outside of Baltimore? We heard local as a buzzword in the industry, what, 10 or 15 years ago. Everybody was trying to create these hyper-local experiences, but they weren't really, truly local experiences. They were at the restaurants that locals went to. They were the restaurants that locals sent tourists to. And I think if what we want is for people to have an experience that's real, then we got to facilitate that interaction in a way that only this industry can. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. (laughs) 